You're listening to the Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Uguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, 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 Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? I am feeling very excited. (laughs) This week is my last course week for my master's in public health. And I am filled with so much gratitude. I'm filled with so much excitement for just being able to take back a few hours in my week not having to read research papers or write. I mean, I still have practicum next year, but it's not going to be like come to class and do this coursework and do all of that. It's just going to be part of my work. So I'm just so excited and sitting here and just feeling very grateful. And this is part of the reason why I wanted to record this podcast. Today, we're talking about simplicity disbelief. I remember when I started my master's, it was in the pandemic, and I remember I had planned, we were supposed to go for two weeks to do like an in-house, in-person course, and then the pandemic hit and everything started shutting down, and I wasn't sure if I had to leave Yellowknife to go live in Alberta where my school is, and it turned out I didn't have to, so everything got switched online, and for two weeks, five days a week, Eight to nine hours I was online, either working with people synchronously or asynchronously. I was so exhausted after two weeks. And I remember just thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm just starting and I feel overwhelmed already. What am I going to do? It's three years later, here I am and I'm so excited. And I think that part of the work that I did through this process was just keeping things simple and trusting in simplicity. And I want to talk about this because the holiday season tends to bring a lot of, I don't even know if complicatedness is a word, (laughs) but we're just going to go with that. Things tend to feel really complicated. There's a lot of have to's, there's a lot of should's. And when we have that sort of connotation, when we are in that mindset where things feel like we're doing things out of obligation, it's really challenging to think that things can be simple. And I want to pose that what is standing between you and your results and your results being simple, getting to achieve them in a simple way, getting to create boundaries in a simple way, getting to say no in a simple way, getting to say, you know what, I want to prioritize myself and make it simple is simplicity disbelief. It is the lack of belief that things can be simple. We find it challenging to think that things can be simple. The thing about this is it is so ingrained in us as adults because I was thinking about this with my toddler. I mean, she's going to be five next week, so I guess she's no longer a toddler. But I think about when she was starting, like when she was two or three, trying to learn new things. She just kept going. She never thought, oh, I can't do this. I don't know how to do it. She would just keep trying. But as her vocabulary has expanded, as she is learning more words, she's observing all of us, her siblings, myself, watching TV, seeing how people deal with challenges, she has adopted 
this is hard. I'll never be able to do this. And she says it with so much conviction. (laughs) And I'm always laughing because I tell her, I said, if you say you'll never, if you say this is hard and I don't know how to do it, I'll never do it. You're closing the door for your learning to happen. Because when she was two or three, she didn't know what it was. She didn't know that this was hard. She didn't know to think, I'll never know how to do this. But as she learned, as her vocabulary expanded, she picked up all of these things and it's now becoming a part of her. And I'm having to remind her and I'm helping her to unlearn that it's okay for things to be simple, even if they feel challenging or even if she thinks they're challenging right now to get the experience, we just keep trying. Another way, a place I notice this is when people ask me how I do it all. So I've been going to school for three years, full-time, working full-time, raising my kids. And for many people thinking about this, it looks like a lot. There are days when I'm like, oh, this is a lot. But the thing about this is I intentionally chose to do all of these things. I intentionally chose to pursue my business in the midst of all of this. I intentionally chose to stay in school. I could have dropped the courses. I could have taken a break. But every time I kept coming back to what I'm going to teach you on this podcast episode, because I think it's so important that we don't use other people's lives to measure what we do in our lives. This is where a lot of us moms get tripped up. You see somebody else doing something and you're like, well, I want to do that too. Why can't I do that? And then when you talk to them and they tell you what they're doing, you start to make comments and resent them. I've had people do this to me. I've had people tell me this about other people. And I'm like, why do you even bother? Why do you go talk to them and then start to make, say all these unkind things or be like, no wonder she's this, no wonder she's that. That's not helpful. If you're not happy with your life, focus on you and think about what you would like to change instead of trying to make that other person look bad. I remember telling someone I was doing all of this and then this summer I found out that I was anemic and the person was like, no wonder you're anemic. It's because of all the things you're doing. And anemia has nothing to do with my life. It had nothing to do with any of that. I've always struggled with low iron, but it's because of a medication that I was taking and that's why my iron just went really low and for three years we didn't notice until I got really tired and I had to have iron infusions. And after that, I've been fine. My body has been recovering. But because she was looking for where she thinks I'm failing, that's all she grasped onto. She did not listen to where I said, I go to bed at nine o'clock because I know I like to wake up in the morning when everyone else is sleeping. I get my work done and that's how I'm able to go through the rest of the day. None of that stuck with her. She just was like, Yep, it's because you're so busy, you're doing all these things, that's why your body's not feeling well. And I just like shook my head. Anyway, back on topic. So for me, when I'm doing all of these things, I will tell you my house is not always tidy. My kids are not always brushing their teeth when they are supposed to. So I keep reminding them and my, my husband too reminds them, we're not always on time. I don't always keep my cool. I'm just normal and messy and imperfect. And I have chosen to normalize this experience in this season of my life. If you go back to my podcast episodes, I can't remember which one it is, but I can put it in the show notes. You will see how I talk about recognizing the seasons of your motherhood and then deciding who you want to be through them. For me, I decided 
I wanted to keep it simple. I decided I wanted to thrive. I decided I would prioritize my sleep, my health and wellness. I decided a lot of things ahead of time. I decided with meals, I'm not going to cook elaborate meals. I'll make sauces that I can freeze and then have quick things on hand for my kids. I decided I probably am not going to have dinner with them every day because some days I had to have group projects or I was coaching. And those days I made sure that we either had dinner early or their dad is home or they have dinner by themselves and then we just hang out after. These are decisions I made ahead of time because I choose to keep my life simple. Again, simplicity disbelief is you simply finding it challenging to believe that things can be simple and you have to work really hard and strive and hustle to show that, oh, my life is so hard as a mom, I deserve to take a break. Because at the end of the day, this is where a lot of us come to. We really just want to be able to say, look at all the hard things I'm doing, so I need a break. (laughs) My clients and I were always laughing about how she used to take permission from her husband to go pee. He didn't need her to take permission, but because her brain was telling her that she hadn't done enough work as a mom, she wasn't working hard enough, so she just needed to announce to everybody, I'm not taking a break, I'm just going to go pee, I'm just going to go take a shower. I'm like, no, you don't need to tell anybody that, you can just go take a pee and go shower, that's all. So if you're finding yourself in this place where you notice, oh, I do have simplicity disbelief, first of all, Don't feel terrible about it because this is very normal. (laughs) I am telling you, it is normal for us as humans. This is the way we've been conditioned. And especially as women, if you've been socialized as a woman, you know that it's all about work hard and everything you do must be affirmed by other people. We have learned to be affirmed by other people. We have learned to let other people decide for us what they think is right, what they think we should do, how they think we should live our lives. So no wonder you feel it very challenging to think that things can just be simple. It's actually really uncomfortable for you in your brain and also in your nervous system. I was talking to my client the other day and we're working with her on her wealthy self-image. We're working with her on money freedom and I told her, I said, when you were making less money than you are right now, tell me how you made that money. And she was telling me how hard she worked. She hustled, did all of this stuff. And I said, okay, fine. Now you're making more than double that. Tell me how you're making it. Turns out the same way she is hustling, even though the work isn't requiring that level of hard work and hustle, she is doing that because that's what makes her body her nervous system feel good with the amount of money she's seeing in her bank account. And I told her, I said, we're not going to do budgets because she gets activated by budgeting. She thinks she needs to cut down on all the things she loves. And I said, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to train your nervous system to get comfortable seeing lots of money in your account. And of course, we do have steps to work towards that. But at the core of that, I told her, if this doesn't get addressed, You can make all the money you want and you're still going to work hard and you're still going to strive and hustle. And when I say work hard here, it's not like doing the work. It's overexerting yourself, wearing yourself out and burning yourself out. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're struggling, I want you to ask yourself, why am I tied 
to making this hard? What is making this hard doing for me? How is it helping me? Because your brain is going to want to go to, no, it's not. It's, it's fine. But no. And you might judge yourself and think, oh, I shouldn't be this way. No need for judgment. Just ask yourself, why am I making it hard? And how is this helping me right now? Let it just sit and journal. And then you're going to ask yourself, what would happen if I let this be simple? What would happen if you let it be simple? Most people start thinking, well, if I make things simple, wouldn't that mean I'm lazy? And I want to pose, what does laziness mean to you? For the most part, when we're thinking about lazy, we're thinking that it's the opposite of hustle and working extremely hard and frenzied and getting distracted and burning ourselves out. So we think that if we're not working hard and making it physically evident so that people can see, then we're being lazy, right? So if we're not being lazy and we can stress ourselves out, we can justify sleeping in late. We can justify just sitting in front of the TV and doing nothing. We can justify ordering out instead of cooking. I remember when my husband was working out of town and I was home with my three kids on mat leave. I remember the first day I gave my kids, I think it was cereal for dinner, and I cried. I cried over my kids eating cereal for dinner because I had the thought that good moms had to make sure they were making dinner for their kids most nights of the week. I grew up in a home where my mom cooked. She also had people helping her out. But here I am in Canada, raising three kids with my husband. We both work outside the home. And I felt so ashamed of myself in that moment. Do you know what my kids were doing? They were excited. They were so happy. It did not even bother them. It turns out it was all me. So I had to do the work Thankfully, that was when I started discovering coaching. So I had to do the work to get comfortable with just letting dinner time or food time be easy in my home. So if you're finding yourself in this space, this is a solution I want to pose. What if you can flip it around and decide what is enough for you? I have a podcast episode coming up in a few weeks on your standards, defining your standards. What if you can decide what is a standard for you when it comes to your role as a mom, when it comes to your role as a wife or any other role that you're playing? And how can you keep it simple? Can you define your terms when it comes to your house? What do you want it to look like most of the time? I already talked about, I don't get my house cleaned when I'm in school. I just don't want to spend that energy doing that. I'd rather be sitting out down with my kids, coloring, chatting about their day, just having fun. Do we clean? Yes, we do high traffic areas like the kitchen where everyone's always there. I clean the stove, the walkways, the bathrooms. We clean our rooms, tidy, you know, change the bed sheets, do the laundry. Those are things that we do often. When I'm on a break, then I tackle the areas that we haven't. And that means sometimes people will come to my house and they'll see places that have dust. I'm not bothered by it. I had a friend who really struggled with this and I told her, I said, You don't comment when you see this happening in my house. You can pick a broom or do whatever and clean it yourself or you don't have to come over. (laughs) And I'm saying this and some of you might think, oh, that's so harsh, but it's not. I told her this is how I've chosen to live because I'm in school and I have all of these things going on. When I'm not in school, then I tackle them. So if you're not comfortable with it, that's your choice. 
I love her dearly. And we just kind of laugh about this stuff. And now she's like, you know what? Whenever you're ready to clean, call me. I'll come help you. And that's me just keeping my life simple and stating my boundary and my standard and letting everybody else be okay. So define your terms. Next, I want you to ask yourself, is your worth tied up in making things hard? Yes, the good one. <laughs> Just pay attention. Is your worth tied up in making things hard? How does that sit for you? You'll notice when you're doing this because you overcompensate a lot. You go out of your way, even when it's inconvenient to do things, and then you turn around and complain about it. You turn around and resent the people. You turn around and have expectations, right? You become entitled. I just want you to pay attention. It's a very subtle shift that you can make. And you just pay attention and notice where you're tying your worth to making things hard. None of this is a problem. It's just really helpful for you to learn to tell yourself the truth. Because things can be simple. The decision is yours to make. And one final thing I want to say is when you get what you want in a simple way, remind yourself how you did that. So many of us struggle with what my coach DL calls forgotten results. And it makes so much sense because as humans, we're wired to avoid pain. We're wired to always be seeking out danger so we can avoid it. So if we choose to remember our celebrations, if we choose to remember our wins, our brains automatically think that's going to make us lazy. There's that word again. We're not going to work hard to avoid danger. So it doesn't do that. And that makes it even more important for us to be paying attention to our wins. One practice that I do every day is just reminding myself, what are all the ways that I won that day? What are all the ways that I showed up for myself in the way that I wanted, felt the way that I wanted? And I remember it before I go to bed because I want my body to be enveloped by that feeling. Celebrate your wins and remind yourself how you went through that and it was easy. Because the more you make your body comfortable, the more you make your nervous system comfortable with keeping things simple, the simpler your life gets. And guess what? At the end of the day, your vocabulary changes again. So this can be simple. I can figure this out. I know how to do this and I can learn how to do this. And that, my friends, is the life that we're all seeking. Because guess what? Motherhood can be very chaotic, but we can thrive. And simplicity is the key. So I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. Remember to keep things simple. I love you and I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.